All right, we're live. Welcome to the Dirty Bird Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast of Falcons Twitter. We are here with a very, very, very special guest. Her name is Rachel. She goes by Game Day OJ on Twitter. And we are so grateful that she's graced our presence in our little podcast over here to talk about the Falcons. Rachel, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing all right. I'm clearly, as you can probably tell by my camera, I'm on the road right now. Um, probably in the, wor- the world's most terrible place to be if you're a Falcons fan. I'm in Louisiana right now. But uh, Ooh. weather's been Ooh. terrible. So I was supposed to be in my hotel like around 6 to 7 p.m. tonight. And I'm, man, I'm still on the road. But I'm so happy to be here, take my mind off of this for a little bit. Well, we appreciate you coming out. And for everybody else, we have our usual people here, Jalen, Josh, and Eric. Of course, of the Falcoholics. Some of y'all didn't know that, but, like, Eric's from the Falcoholics, so now you know. Okay, so stop asking questions. I'm a nobody. Come on now. Oh, please. You're, like, the person. I mean, I almost brought up something that he told me not to bring up, but. (laughs) Bring it up. Bring it up. (laughs) You know, your work gets, you know. Mm, but I'm gonna mm, move on. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Leave that alone. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna drop that. But we're here. Let me see. The first topic I want to talk about is this alleged Dean Pease call to some I don't know who he was, some some college football player allegedly got a phone call from a 404 number that said they were Dean Pease. Don't know how you don't know how Dean P sounds, but whatever. But he showed <laughs> up at the uh, Flowery Branch, wherever they're practicing right now. And basically, he caused hell because he swore he had to be there and he was allowed to be there. And Dean P's called him personally himself to come out. And that wasn't the case. And now he's saying somebody lied. And all this stuff. What do y'all think about this? Let's start with Rachel. Do you think this is true? I, I, I mean, I think it's an ex-girlfriend pulling a prank on him or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that uh, the. I mean, look, Dean Pease. I don't, I don't know that much about him. Obviously, maybe none of us do, except I know that he's kind of flaky, kind of kind of finicky, from what I've read, and you know, doesn't know ever if he wants to retire or not so there is that you know right off the bat about this man maybe he thought he was going to call this dude and then maybe he changed his mind last minute i don't know this could be i don't know it's crazy though it's, it's really sad though i was actually learning more about that on my ride through here through louisiana today and um it's just sad it makes me really sad i mean it's from a small school probably ain't getting a whole bunch of phone calls gets all excited to go see the falcons and then finds out that it's something's gone terribly wrong and it wasn't for him. I mean, can you just imagine like the kick in the gut that is? Yeah, yeah I can. That, that shit would hurt me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of, and a lot of prospects who are trying to make it to the league right now, you know, they, they put in, they devote everything. They devote their life, their time. They sacrifice so much to try to make it to the league and just to get that one opportunity. And, you know, to have that one opportunity pretty much be a prank phone call. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that devastated him to a, a huge degree. Yeah. Josh, what do you think Has about this? Has this ever happened before? I've I'm, never heard of it happening before. I don't before. think I've ever heard of anything like this before. Nah. Mm-mm. kind of surprised that it hasn't, honestly, because I'm like, I can't think of another time. But it's, ugh. What I mean, do you think, who, Josh? Who would be there? Who would be so? Who would be that cruel though? Like that's that's cold. Josh, unmute yourself. Josh, mute it. <laughs> <laughs> you muted. I'm sorry, I, I didn't say what to say, but um, but I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Uh-oh. So let's just say this prospect, he, <laughs> he 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 wants to come to Atlanta. He's like, okay, I see what Atlanta's doing. So you know what? Let me fabricate a story so I can get this gear trip Ooh. going, and then you know what, Atlanta, they'll be like. You know what? Hey, let's bring this kid onto our camp and see what he can do. Because it it's, it's, it's yeah. too far fetched. I mean, because again, like, who's to say DP's has a 404 number? He can be still have whatever number that he had for years prior to coming to Atlanta and could have called the player. 
But you mean to tell me he did all this just to get a tryout? I mean, we you you we we have people who 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 like take money out of their four one k's just to go and stand on Instagram. I mean, this is the type of generation that we're in now. So he mm-hmm. probably could have could have made up a story. That's possible. It is possible because in Atlanta, who has a four hundred four number still? Like, <laughs> really? I, mean, I don't know. I can't. I can't I see. Know. I can't. I can't see a prospect doing that on purpose just to get a tryout. He did. He got a tryout, but it wasn't even with the NFL team. So right, but that's the thing. Was it even really? Was it even really beneficial? I mean, he, he got to try, like you said, but I think one of the teams that, that is going to be there is the Falcons. So it kind of it kind of <laughs> got him like, like, hey, I got my name out there. You know, people are going to come and see me. It was like, what teams have terrible secondaries and might actually give me a chance if I guilt-tripped them enough? But, like, I really just need to know, had he ever spoken with the defensive coordinator before in the first place to eat, like, is he claiming that this was just a random phone call out of nowhere? With- I guess I guess he he's he's saying it's a random phone call, but I don't even I don't even recall I don't even recall the team giving him like a workout, a pre-draft workout or anything like that. So this is this literally just dropped out of nowhere, basically. Which is why I think it's is made up. Damn. Jalen, what do you think? You miss <laughs> over quiet. I don't know about that. Uh, I have any thoughts about it. I thought it was just somebody just doing something to get their name into the headlines, trying to get something going because they didn't get drafted. Like, aside from that, I don't, I don't really know. Like, the reason why you would do something like that, like you don't, pre- you don't project your L's like that, especially that big, <laughs> all the timeline. And I don't right. know. I don't know how. I don't know how like the off season works. Between like coaches and players, but like, I'm pretty sure if you wanted to get a call from somebody, you'd have to. Like, I don't. I see the get thing, a call from GM or the coach. Right. Of the, you don't. I don't. I don't think you actually even get a phone call directly from the coach. I think you get phone calls from other assistants saying that, "Hey, we want to invite you in for yeah. a trial." Exactly. Now, you don't. I don't think mm-hmm. Dean Pease is making phone calls after the draft saying we want to bring you in for a trial. So that's why, I mean, I'm not saying he's fabricating the whole story, but I'm also looking at this like, wait a minute, just from what I know, coaches are not necessarily doing that. So. Like, what if they fly you in? Yeah, yeah. It's a a different, yeah, they fly you in. Well, well, yeah, after the, for tryouts, they do fly you in. But like I said, I don't think. For tryouts, they fly you in. I don't think the I don't think the coaches are literally picking up the phone after the draft and saying, "Hey, we want to bring you in for a tryout." Like it's other individuals on the staff that would do that. That's crazy. First of all, then- my name my name does not have a Y in it. The O is a U, and the E is an A. Padre meant well, okay. Don't don't slander Padre. He meant well, okay. He called you honorable. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> You didn't call me anything. Sorry, That's Padre. not my name. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, that the whole thing is crazy. Like I haven't even looked up wherever the Falcons have their shit at Flowery Branch. I haven't even looked up the address. So to look up the address <laughs> and to like show up at the door, being like, "Let me in," is just crazy to me. Because you know how many times I've wanted to pull up that that place. Like that, yeah. that has to be that has to be incredibly embarrassing though. Right. <laughs> to go to go to rookie tryouts and say, All right, I'm here, and they look at you like you're not on the list, bro. Like, what you doing? Who are you? Like that has to be embarrassing. <laughs> and then you see the other players walk in, like who's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you leaving, you probably he probably Ubered there from the airport or from his hotel, so you gotta get an Uber back. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I wish you had some video. Left part. Like trying to get into the club. He's like, I know the owner. Let me in. I'm on the list. I'm on the list. They already in there. Check it again. Get get me in. Get me in. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's embarrassing as hell. I've had that happen before. Yeah, damn. Never again. 
Eric, you were supposed to share your own L's, okay? No, uh, man, he told me he was gonna get me I, in. I was like, what did I just say? We don't project our L's on the Yeah, we don't project our own L's to the no, public, man. man. He told me he was gonna get me in. He told me he was gonna get me in. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> it ain't even right, dog. He's still salty yeah. about that. Yeah, right. I am. She's pissed. Because it was a big, it was a big party too. He said he was gonna get me in, and all of a sudden he act like he couldn't remember me, and then he got caught up with some other chicks. Man, you know what? Fuck you, man. <laughs> got it. Right. It's gonna be okay, Eric. It's gonna be okay. All right. And other embarrassing ish news. Uh, Arthur Smith, who is my future ex-husband, by the way, because no. I want that FedEx fortune. I want the okay. FedEx fortune. Okay, you see, see, okay, you understand now the FedEx fortune. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah, got a that's, price. That's the best you can get if it. I guess. Like, I do. I have a price. Billions, she didn't even so. know who this man was until she learned. <laughs> she learned he was from no FedEx before she learned he was no from clue. No clue. <laughs> All right, stop calling me out, guys. Okay, so he, um, who was it? Frank Darby? Is that his fucking name? Yeah. Darby. Yes, that that's guy. His name. My so guy. he gets to talking, talking about, I'm vocal. I'm a vocal leader on this team. Da -da -da, in the rookie camp or whatever, whatever. And then Arthur's like, he needs to shut the fuck up because he hasn't been yeah. around the vets yet. Not okay, those say that? words exactly, but right. <laughs> Close enough. I don't know if he said that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank it's you. Close it, it's enough. In that, it's in that direction. It's just not those, yeah. not those words. Not those exact <laughs> words, but it's close enough. All right. And I know Darby was probably like, damn, why is my coach calling me out like this? <laughs> the the thing, okay, the thing with Frank Darby is and I, I, I think fans need to understand this from the get-go. Like that's who he is. He's a very vocal individual he has a ton of energy and that's going to be him every game day every practice he's going to be the one on the sideline that's waving the towel and trying to get the crowd hype and he's going to be he's going to be the dap master he's going to be dapping up everybody coming off the field that's just who he is um you know and and i i think I think that locker room kind of sort of needed that type of guy, in my opinion, because I don't think they really had that type of player. He's coming in the situation, he's a six-round draft pick, but he's super confident, and he should be. Um, but, you know, Arthur Smith had to humble him a little bit, which is fine, um, if he wasn't going to get humbled on the first day of training camp anyway. But <laughs> it, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's he – again, I don't mind the attitude. I don't mind the energy. I don't mind the, the vocal – the, the vocal skills that he brings to the team. I don't, I don't mind any of that um, because again, I think he's really going to be a fan favorite before it's all said and done. Rachel, what do you think about this while Eric reads this comment on the screen? Uh, <laughs> looking silky. Ain't um, never cocoa butter, baby. That's all that is. <laughs> uh, no, I, <laughs> uh, I just think I, to me, it's more about the, like what I noticed was more about the coach in this situation because I mean, you guys are a lot closer to the situation than I am. I would love to be living in Atlanta still. And I would love to be having to talk about the Falcons every day, you know, on radio and on TV as opposed to the, the Texans. But um, <laughs> I, you know, it, it, he feels so different to me than Dan Quinn. And that's just what I need in my life right now with my Falcons is just the polar opposite. And I always felt like Dan Quinn was just kind of, you know, I guess in some ways a player's coach a player's coach is like a good thing, but also in a lot of ways I feel like it isn't. And I feel like if it was Dan Quinn there, he would have he would have like amped him up. Like he probably would have been like, "Oh yeah, I love that the that the young guys said that." And you know what? That's the, that's the type of culture fit that we want here. You know, we want fast and physical and and vocal. And uh, <laughs> but this guy's just like, dude needs to shut the fuck up. Like he don't know what he's talking about. Like rookie ass and. Also, let's just remember that this team, as of right now, still has Julio Jones on it, still has Calvin Ridley on it, still has Russell Gage on it, and um, another wide receiver unicorn tight end now named uh, Kyle Pitts. Like, I don't know if Darby's ever going to see the field, honestly, even if he got signed by the team. So I love that he's trying to make himself visible in any way, shape, or form that he can because on this roster, wide when it comes to wide receivers, it'd probably be real easy to fade into the background. But um, – 
yeah, I just, to me, it was just way more about the coach. And I just like that he was just like rolled his eyes and just, just seems to me like he might be the coach that we need, like for the culture shift, you know what I mean? Just polar opposite of Dan Quinn. And I appreciate that. Facts. Josh, what did you think about this? No, I, I completely agree with, with what Eric and, and Rachel said. Um, I mean, Darby, he, he, he's going to be the energy guy. And, and I mean, of course, we need that on this team, but you got to, like, tone it down just a little bit. And you ask, actually have to do something when the vets get there. Like, yeah, you'll be balling with the other rookies or whatever, but but you're, you're, you're going to actually make your name when – when AJ Terrell get out there and and Dharma get out there and you make plays against those guys, not just hey, yeah, I'm out here doing my thing, but you have to actually have to let your game speak for you. And then once that speaks for you, then I smell he may pump you up or he may just tell you do do even more. But um, but I'm I'm glad Arthur Smith said it because like you said, if this was DQ, he he would have been just cheerleading him on and just pumping his head up. <laughs> Facts, Jalen. Fast and visible. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing that. Oh, yeah. It's it just it depends on like how everybody responds to it. Maybe Darby likes to be like hyped up like that. Maybe that'll make him take it to the next level. It just depends on it depends what? on the player. But that. <laughs> Marcus. You gotta get Marcus out of here, man. Yeah. Get, get Josh is like, get in line, get in line. Yo. Anyway, I, think- I, I like I like the, the whole earn it attitude that Arthur Smith has. But I mean everybody the best people are gonna play regardless. But with a little bit of maybe complacency between like T D and Dan Quinn the last couple of seasons where the best people weren't playing as much as they probably should have. Otherwise, they would have been benched Isaiah Oliver a lot longer than they would have. But I, I like it. I like Frank Darby, though, so we'll see. So here, so the thing that that stands out to me, though, and I, I was saying it for years before Arthur Smith even got here, like this during the entire Dan Quinn era, like this is a locker room that didn't really have that, that swagger didn't really have that confidence. Didn't really have that attitude. So I got, do, but that's that was about it. That was about it. Yeah. Like, you, I was like that, they like, had Sanu. No, no offense, but their leaders in the locker room, like Julio, Julio is 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 quiet. Julio is is was to himself. You know, Grady Jarrett was not necessarily a vocal guy. Vic Beasley definitely wasn't a damn vocal guy. Um, <laughs> Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan either. Like it's just it. The type of the type of energy that Frank Darby has, I think the locker room always could have could have used. Um, as far as his skill set, like I, we talked about it before. Like he's to me, I think he's a, a diamond in the rough, and and I think he can really carve out a nice role for this team, especially in his rookie year. Um, but I I I don't I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Like I said, I already know in my mind. I already know they want a training camp. He gonna get. He's gonna get humbled. It's gonna happen. So I don't. I necessarily don't need Arthur Smith to tell him to kind of pipe it down. Like we are. I already know. Once he get on that field, they want the training camp. Somebody gonna shut him down, and he he's gonna be back to normal. So <laughs> can he play defense? Because I mean, he sound like a defense. Every other defensive back out there, you know. I'm gonna set the tone. I'm gonna set the tone. Like, can you just set the tone for defense, please? Do something. Nah, you, I, you know, I don't, I don't mind my receiver going out there saying I'm gonna set the tone. We kind of need someone on the opposite right. side, except for the except for the lineman to go out there and set the tone. All right. like, you you need somebody in the skill skill position. Like, hey, we about to set the tone right now. Right. He he, he brings. I, I get what you're saying, though, Richard. Like he brings that defensive mentality to the offense, mm-hmm. and that's what's that's what's cool about it. And I, again, I, mean, I don't mind. I don't mind that. Even if he got even, let's just. I mean, even if. I mean, what do we expect from him? What is he like? Special teamer, special teams. Like, how are you gonna? How, how much? He's gonna play. Starting, I mean, he can. He, he, can, can, he, play. Can, he can ball. He can ball. No, he he ever going to play. He ever he ever's twenty yards per catch in college. So he's no, he, a, yeah he, in the Pac twelve. 
he's he's gonna he's gonna play regardless because he has good speed and route running. Like, especially if they're gonna tailor the offense how I think they're going to, where there's gonna be more pass heavy because that's where your guns are. He's going to play. He's going to play, especially because like like Marcus said, Julio's gonna miss probably about three four games this season, or he's gonna be hurt. And then you still need somebody besides Calvin really to fit that like deep threat role mode as well. Like, of course, you have Kyle Pitts and all that, but like, I don't think. Defenses are going to defenses like are not going. Defenses are not really going to care about Frank Darby, and that's the good thing because they're going to be so focused on Julio and Kyle Pitts, and then that's when yeah. that deep threat that he brings is going to help the offense. It's going to expand the offense, so that's why I think he can really carve out a role as a rookie. Um, but we'll, we'll I, like I said, I like I like his mentality. I like his attitude. It's it's cool. Already like I already know he's gonna get shut down. He's gonna get humbled day one anyway. So <laughs> he said day one he's gonna get humbled. Oh oh yeah, somebody gonna somebody's gonna stick him day one. Like I'm not worried. about Somebody's that. gonna put him on his ass and it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, yeah somebody <laughs> will. Somebody will. Yeah, well, that's just how it works. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's just that's just really how it works. That, like, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see right on video. All right, everyone wants to know. We have to talk about this every single time. The Julio trade, Julio he's, alleged trade. He's not going to work. Next. Thank yeah. Yep. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. You're, you're is he gonna do anything though? Back. I'm sorry. Like, huh? is it going to restructure or do anything or like, uh, what's going to happen? Tell me, please. I, I, I think that, I think there's a more of a likelihood that they're going to restructure for Grady than anything else. They technically they could. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to touch Julio. Uh, yeah, technically they could restructure Julio, but I don't know if Julio wants to get restructured at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I brought up on Twitter the other day is, you know, for. They they want something in return for Julio, like they and I'm not talking like they're they're not going to trade Julio for a fourth round pick. That'd be stupid as hell. Um, but every day that goes by, the less likelihood of him getting traded, in my opinion, because his draft value will go down. So when training camp hits, no one's going to be trading. They're not going to be trading for Julio Jones when training camp hits, unless there's a major wide receiver one injury. Then you may see those rumors start back up. But until then, I, I think the likelihood as the days go by, it, it, it lessens and lessens. And I, I don't think a team is really going to offer a first or a second round pick for Julio at this stage. Like it's the draft is over. Free agency is pretty much winding down. If anybody wanted to offer and bring in Julio, they would have done it already by now. So I think he's a Falcon in 2021. Yeah, that makes sense. I just, like, how many times did Julio not really hold out, but kind of hold out? What, he's kind of, like, demanded more money twice, right? Uh, happened yes. twice? Yes. Yeah, he got okay. his first He got his first deal, and, like, two years later, he was already ready for a new deal uh-huh. after they had already made him the highest-paid receiver. And then that's when he had went through that whole sitting-out training camp thing, and everybody started freaking out, and he started training with, with Terrell Owens, and everybody really started freaking out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, he's done it twice. So that's why I don't think he's even – Go ahead. If I remember correctly, wasn't uh, the reason why he, like, sat out that one time because I think Odell got his contract? And Odell would make it like much more money than him, and he would just like, yeah. hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was yeah. like, hold on, hold on, a little bit. He was like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it didn't happen again. Got, I, I, I never his, thought it was a problem him sitting out this season. He got it. He got his first deal when he got his first deal. He was the highest paid receiver. I think by the end of that season, he was like yeah. the eighth or ninth highest like paid receiver. Like yeah, fit, like, yeah like, everybody fell, got paid yeah. after he that. Hard. He was like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, like, like his $14 million a year at that point in time was nothing at that point. So um, so that's why I don't think at this point – they technically they could restructure him if they wanted to, but I think right now at this stage of his career, I think he'll probably hang the phone up in their face if they even try to do something like that. Yeah, He's, the, he, he's not going to want to test that deal. Everything's guaranteed at this point, so he's fine. Uh, <laughs> such a horrible situation. And I just – I remember – the second time, he – see, I don't even remember if he actually sat out or was it just the media saying he's going to – like his agent, I guess, feeding the media, he's going to sit out. 
No, he don't he remember. Said, oh, he okay, he did. Okay. He said But it didn't it didn't yeah, it didn't concern me. Like he was Julio. He doesn't need yeah, training camp. He hasn't played yeah. training camp in the last five yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. It was a long story that people were trying to push to get him traded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I didn't worry about. I think the fans started to freak out a little bit more when they saw he was working out with Toro Owens, which I thought was a smart move at that point in his career because let's be quite honest, Toro Owens cause it looked like he could still play today. Yeah. Because he's in yeah. such yeah. great shape. So that's why I didn't mind Julio working out with him. Um, so, but yeah, I, I don't, it's, I'm not bothered by it at all. I think Julio will be a Falcon in 2021. He should be, if you're pushing this, we're trying to win now mentality, why trade the best player on the team? Like that's, that's what I'm trying. I, I can't understand that. I, you know what? I, I don't, of course, I don't want to see Julio go anywhere. I don't, you know, he's right. one of the greatest, if not maybe the greatest, I don't know. He's out there, one of the best best players to ever put on put on the jersey. But with right. that being said, look, wide receivers, it's a position that, in my opinion, is currently being devalued. You know right. what I mean? Um, you can have one of the top three best wide receivers on your team and still only win four games in a season. I've seen it here in Houston. Seen it there in Atlanta, like you know. I mean, they had DeAndre Hopkins. He goes to Arizona, which is a much, much better, you know, much, much more, uh, more well, more better. What, what am I saying? More better constructed roster in Arizona, and they still only win seven games. And and it right. would have been six had he not gone up and got a caught a ridiculous hell mary pass. You know what I mean? Right. Like so, I guess whenever you have a team that has so many damn needs on it. The, especially, like, just overall in general in the NFL, I feel like the position is being somewhat devalued. But then when you factor in to a team that has so many glaring needs and also the receiver position with or without him is still pretty solid, whatever you put it in contrast to other teams in the league, it's like, okay, well, how bad do we need Julio Jones? Because, I mean, unless he can, you know, block for for Matt Ryan, you know, and protect him in the trenches or or be an edge rusher or something like that. Like really I don't know how much he's helping the team right now. Like it's great for the fans, it's great for fantasy football. It's it's great for the stats column and it certainly helps Matt Ryan's stats. But overall, I don't know how close right now he is getting you to a Super Bowl ring. I, I don't see the a massive drop off with or without. Like, I don't know. Y'all can tell me I'm crazy if you think that, but I just feel like on this team, he is. No, no crazy? I, I don't think you're crazy I, at all. That's okay. I, I think you're thinking how we should be thinking about Julio, but we like but it's hard, right? because it yeah. is Julio, but you right. have a point. Like I forgot who said it in sports media, but they're like, you're not going to win with like a, a great receiver, like a, Julio or a Calvin Ridley. I think it was like what two or three years ago they said that. Well, before Calvin retired, they said that. And that's been in the back of my head ever since someone said that in sports media. I'm like, damn, I mean, they might have a point because nobody with a great receiver has won a Super Bowl since, you know, way back in the day. Yeah, and it's it's really wide receivers. Whenever you get a big name like that, or one of the best in the league, that has to be the piece that you're missing. It can't be you have the best wide receiver and maybe like a top ten quarterback, and then really nothing else around them, and we're gonna go out and win. Like, there's just so many more needs that it kind of makes that position moot in in some way, shape, or form. But I totally understand that it, you know, as Homer fans, like you don't want to see Julio go. I, I totally get it. <laughs> Well, so, I can I can say that as a you could go, uh, but as somebody who has like I'm more attached to Matt Ryan than I do Julio Jones, even though I love Julio and I think he's the best player to ever touch a Falcon jersey. But um, it's it's more it's, it's way more like it's, it's not as simple as a wide receiver costs much money. Wide receiver doesn't produce that much. Yes, you can win. The last couple of years, people have won without super superstar talent wide receivers. However, you need so much more investment into everything else, especially like if that's how you want to build your team, then you have to make sure that that's how you build your team. They built the team right now to be 100% offensive. 
they made that choice when they didn't draft the quarterback. They made that choice with all their offseason moves. And even if you traded Julio now or any other time before that, you still have his dead money, and you still don't have any option to replace any right. part of his production at all. Right. Right. You don't have. You're not going to trade Julio. Nobody's going to give you Brian Burns. Nobody's going to give you like a player of a superstar that you need talent. It's just to not going to happen at this point. To me, they're because you're talking about, yeah, the that Tony guy who was saying about turning down 15 million in cap savings. So the way his contract is structured, they'll save 15 million this year, but they'll endure uh, the same amount of cap uh, debt cap next year. So they'll save 15 million this million this year, but they'll get hit up for 15 million in debt cap next offseason. So is it worth trading for a fourth round pick? Because I it gives you the it gives you the, the room this year, but you'll still be paying for it. Now, of course, the, the dead cap would lessen if he's traded next offseason, which I think is a real possibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get you get temporary relief this year and you're not getting anything in return, in my opinion. Y'all gotta stop coming for Josh. <laughs> Please. Okay. Keep it up. Okay, we have another question. Um, can I get your guys' D-line starter predictions? Those are pretty pretty simple. I think it's going to be Means, Grady, uh, Tyler Davidson, and Fowler. Yep. In some capacity, depending on if they're going to run more 3-4-4-3. Three, four, four, three. It doesn't matter too, too much. Those are going to be the base four people. So what's, so what's your 3-4 so outlook? Grady probably they're probably uh run means on one side and then I don't even know who they would put at the other end. Like they'd probably uh do the the rookie they drafted for all I know. Because he he he's like that tweener, D N, D tackle type. Yeah, of I haven't like done like a super deep dive into like their their like D line construction because I know I I after the draft and then like free agency, I just knew that they were gonna punt on it for the most part. So I was like, I'm not gonna really care about that until like the season starts that is that is definitely my biggest concern on the defensive side of the ball for this team um always it has been that's been my concern with them for the last three or four years yeah i mean i I forgot about kaminsky he'll definitely be the other end i forgot about him so yeah i think it'll be as far as defensive line goes it'll be grady grady at one end you'll have tyler davidson at nose and then you'll probably have either kaminsky or marlon davidson battle it out for that last defensive end spot as far as your stand-up linebackers fowler it'll be fowler <laughs> walker it'll be fowler walker Deion jones and foyer yeah that'll be it i i don't i don't know what they're doing with fowler man i i don't know they should have cut him this wasting season. our I'm, time i'll i'll be 100 honest they should have cut him this season if they were go- if they were going to keep him fine all right because i like what they did with his contract they took they pretty much took all they told his, him to prove it prove it yeah they made all his money pretty much incentive based which is smart because you're making a veteran say if you want to be on this team you want to get this payday right. show us you can get this payday but they didn't bring anything in insurance in case he doesn't and i'm i'm really concerned about that because at this point i don't know if i can really trust dante fowler to be edge one right now i don't i can't trust him to go out there and get 10 sacks so i can't trust him to go out there and get six sacks at this point especially right like he he hasn't done it at all in any of his spots beside the rams that he had the best defensive lineman in the last like three years on his team right exactly. it, i i don't trust him to do that like to be we could all be this could all be pointless and, and everything because there's still a bunch of very good edges in in the free agency and they still have to make money to sign people but i don't know how much better you're going to get than that so again and, i just think they're, they're going right. to punt on that this year great point i did i don't i don't know how much better i mean you can bring in a couple of veteran guys they could have hypothetically they could have bought in ryan kerrigan but it really wasn't going to be that much of a boost to the. You know crazy? Ryan Kerrigan would be here in his thirty-three or whatever old self, and he'd probably be the best. Deal, like he best might, might have, yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's like Daniel Hunter is still out there, but he's been falling off a cliff since he didn't want to play for the Vikings and everything like that. Like, there's a lot of players that could be good, but like he would be wasting time or like roster spots if you did it. I don't know. 
Not to mention they they waited until day three to address the position in the draft, and that really concerns me to be honest with you because this was it wasn't a top heavy edge rusher draft, but it was it was real deep. You really could have guy got a quality starter in round. Got two. a bunch of rotational pieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I'm telling you, man, it's if I know how Dean Pease operates, but. If he really has to rely on the blitz to get some get some sacks this year, man, that Falcons defense is going to be in trouble. I'll be honest with you. Then the sack leader last year, oh, what? Who had the most sacks on our team? Was it four sacks last uh, year? I know Dion, everybody had know, it was like Dion, four Dion. or five. Dion had more. Dion had more. Literally. Yeah, Dion had more sacks than Falcons last year. Grady and like everybody else had like sacks. I think Grady led the team. Dion had sacks. four and a half sacks. Then yeah. had what three? He had yeah. that many? Two and a half. Oh, yeah, two and a half. I thought he had one. I thought he had one. And he got I that one. Sure. He got that one in Tampa, which is week 17. Yeah, I know he had I know he had like a, a covered sack and then like a no, he had yeah, he had like one sack and like three or four like tackle for losses or something like that. Oh, he had one yeah. at a goal line against somebody that counted as a tackle for loss. Oh, he had that. He had that against uh, the Lions when he he tackled Adrian Peterson in the backfield. He had three sacks. Okay, he had yeah. three sacks. Three. What? I don't remember the other three. Those might have been exactly. That's how you know they were. They were. They were either not non important or completely covered sacks or yeah. like random yeah, effort sacks. He just he just tapped the quarterback as he ran by. That's what it was. <laughs> yes, I guess. They can keep drafting the big busy young 2016 DBs. Special. They can draft all the young DBs they want, but unless the front seven are getting pressure, it, it doesn't mean jack. You know what I mean? And like right. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of young DBs. I don't like them. Period. Like if I was the general manager of a team, I would be really hesitant because there's just such a huge learning curve for that position, specifically in my opinion. It takes a while for you. There's a couple, you know two or three years before you really, really making an impact, unless you're just one of those rare unicorns. But I mean, you know, it just, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over drafting young defensive backs while the, while we ain't got no pass rush. So, so here's the, here's the difference between Dean Pease and Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn emphasized the front four a lot more than Dean Pease does. Dean Pease, uh-huh. he'd rather work from the back up. So the secondary is the huge is the is the big thing for him getting those coverage guys because he feels he can scheme pressure any in any way like he can blitz from the slot and you won't know he can disguise blitzes so creatively so he emphasizes having a lot more structure on the back end than Dan Quinn so he does. can be able to do all of that stuff right so he can be because he can be able to do whatever it gives him a lot more flexibility with that so I I get that but at the same time it's like man. We saw last year how this team really struggled to get to even touch the quarterback unless they blitz. And we're bringing in a philosophy that stresses that. We're bringing in a philosophy that's all about getting pressure with disguises and and mixing coverages on the back end. So it concerns me, and it concerns me even more when they say, Dante Fowler, you're our lead rush edge rusher. Go out there and prove it. I'm scared. Um, I'm scared. I really am. See, I, I, I have, I have like, I have my concern just because, like, I know I don't, I don't expect the pass rush to. Be, I, I expect them to have maybe about at most forty sacks this season, which is like bottom is edge of the league. Which is fair, but I think the leading sacker on the defense is probably going to have like six. Right. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like six, four, four, three, two, yeah. two. Yeah, like, it'll be a then like a corner will have like five. Yeah. <laughs> And Fowler would have two and a half. So, yeah. But I also, it's, I also like really that they didn't like really reach for any draft, like draft, like the, right. the picks that they took. I think they took the right person at most, except for Jalen Mayfield, which was you can question that whatever with who you I, have I, on the roster. That that's I, up to, that's for debate. I like Jalen Mayfield, my cousin, because re- he has the, my think, name. <laughs> I think reasonable expectations for this defense this year, as they they mm-hmm. kind of get acclimated on the DMPs, is. Don't if if you're expecting a top ten defense, if you're expecting a top twelve defense, you're gonna be you're gonna be disappointed. If you're expecting a top sixteen defense, then you're uh, probably you you might get disappointed. I think this <laughs> deep, uh, a reasonable expectation this year is is to expect some progression from last year, 
But I'm looking more at if this defense can really create some turnovers. Is this if this defense can become top ten, top twelve in takeaways, we might be working with something. Yeah. Outside of that, just just don't really have much expectations for that because again, it's it's a new scheme. There's not a ton of playmakers on this defensive side of the ball yet. And again, I'm concerned about them getting a pass rush without blitzing somebody. I don't think they can at this point. So we'll we'll see. But that's 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 my expectations. I want they need to be top twelve in takeaways this year. And I think they can win some games if they are. I don't want them blitzing eighty yeah, percent of the I, time if they're not gonna get to them though, because you die that you, way, you know. You, you might as well, you might as well get used to it, Rachel. That's what they're gonna be doing. Yeah, okay. That's what uh, they're gonna be doing. Good luck with that. <laughs> they're gonna be blitzing. Yeah, the one, I, the one thing I do, the one thing I do love about it though is he doesn't he doesn't tempt his like he doesn't show his blitzes. He doesn't show his hand. He's really he's one of the best. He's one of the best schemers in the league when it comes to disguising blitzes from certain formations. Um, and that's that's what I really love about his defense. You look back on film, there was a time when they played the Patriots a couple years ago when he was at Tennessee, and man, did he confuse the hell out of Tom Brady for four quarters. And that's and that's a hard feat to do. The fact that you're able to do that without showing your hand. Um, so I, I think I like I said, you might as well get used to that, Rachel. Like they they're gonna blitz, they're gonna blitz a lot. Until Sorry. they get, until they're, until Can't unless wait. they, unless, I don't know what the next year's draft is going to look like. I haven't done anything towards that. But until there's like a player either in free agency or in the draft that is going to be that, like that kind of like pass rusher. Oh, there's one. They're going to have one to in next year's draft. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody. You can say a name right now and I cannot tell you who it is. So come, come, on. <laughs> come on, Thibodeau. All right, real quick, since everyone is starting to ask. Okay, Rachel, they want to know what the dogs' names are and where did you get them? Uh, I got them off the streets of Houston. And uh, uh, Jordy is the big boy, the Weimaraner Pitbull mix, and then the little little girl, that's Charlie. They're both rescues. Oh, that's so sweet. I miss my dog. Okay. Love that. All right. So how long have you been a Falcons fan and what made you become a Falcons fan? Um, I lived in Atlanta for probably about th- three and a half years, maybe when I was a teenager. And um, during that time, I went to a went my first the first football game I ever saw in person professional football game was Falcons game. I think it was versus the Panthers. And it was in the Michael Vick era, and, you know, he was hot shit. So, of course, I fell in love. Uh, I, I'm from – I'm a native Houstonian, but I just lived in Atlanta for a couple of years. I fell in love with the city, loved it, never wanted to come back here. Um, don't get me wrong. Houston's nice and everything. I'm, I'm not I'm not dogging it. I love Houston. But, I, 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 you know, if somebody called me today and said, hey, Rachel, I got a great job for you in Atlanta, I'd be like, okay, coming on my way. And uh, I, I just – I don't know. I just fell in love with the Falcons and – I guess they chose me. I didn't choose them. Josh, Josh doesn't appreciate Mike Vick and what he brought to the Falcons. Here we go. So, I, I'm so sorry about no, that, Rachel. Wait, wait. He, he, he doesn't. He was exciting, but what, I mean, we really wasn't winning. I, I don't. I don't care for a 50 yard TD run and we still losing to the Browns, 27 to 13. Like I, I don't care for that. Whatever. But Josh. he was in music videos, Josh. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> That's true. He was in Rubber Band Man. Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. And a whole icon, a whole icon. A lot of us, including me, became a Falcons fan because, because of, of Vic. Mike Vick. Yep. Because mm-hmm. of Vic. Except Mike Josh. Vick. Josh. It was actually it was and actually me. Tomorrow, and me. Tomorrow. Oh, Jake. Are all of y'all in Atlanta? Then again, I'm not. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's not. Breeze is not. Then again, I am, I am the youngest them. one. I am the youngest one and in here, so. Okay. But y'all are in were... Georgia, right? So my, my, uh, I'm not. I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, I, okay. Right now. I'm in Charlotte. Oh, okay. That's, a, that's like a nursing home city. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, man. Hey, look. You're going to stop talking about the Carolinas, man. All right. 
How's this, Charlotte, man? I, Charlotte, I, don't, I don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that, man. Best barbecue. Thank you. Best barbecue. And Thank I live you. in Texas. I live in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey calm down. I'm sorry. But no, nah, good food over there. They're no. completely fine. No, yeah, the Atlanta, great, though. What'd you say? I said the barbecue in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, man. Charlotte is a growing city, dude. Charlotte would be... The next, I, I, the, I next heard, the next, the next Atlanta. In the 2014. Next, I heard, heard the same thing. It's growing, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> Judgment or less. Y'all stop fighting. We have company, damn it. Damn. Oh, Rich ain't coming. <laughs> All right. So you have several shows out here. You're on ESPN radio, right? Yeah, ESPN radio. Uh, YouTube, it's a um, gambling betting show. I don't know the proper term to call it because, you know, they're like, no, betting is bad. Like, you're always trying to say it. That's bad. And you're in Houston sports, uh, Houston sports show. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Rachel can attest to this, but sports betting is starting to, you know, be its own thing at this point. It's really starting to take off. Oh yeah, no, it's it's huge. I think it's legal in 26, 27 states right now. Um, Louisiana, it's already been passed. It just hasn't been like put into effect. I know it's been introduced in Texas. Um, so it it's it's huge. It's growing. Uh, one of the best stocks I ever invested in was Penn National Gaming, and they basically own FanDuel, from what I understand. So I mean, no, it's it's huge. It's growing, and I apologize for my dogs. She's tripping. But uh, no, it's it's huge. And it, it's, you know, a lot of people are getting in on it now. I, I think that in probably the next two or three years, you're going to have a 24 seven network on TV on cable that's going to just be devoted to sports betting. I mean, it's a cult. It's a cult. And once you get sucked in, you know, it's I have a lot of friends that'll that'll hit me up like guy friends. They'll be like, hey, Rachel, I, I want to learn how to bet on football before next season starts. Like, I want you to teach me. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, let me just stop you now. Let me let me protect you and your bank account. Don't do it. It's like giving a friend crack. You wouldn't do that, right? Because you love your friend. I'm not giving them crack. So yeah, Jesus. no. But it, it's it's blowing up. It's blowing up, and um, I plan on capitalizing on it. So you, you yeah. Said, you said Louisiana hasn't passed the bill yet. They have. It just hasn't like gone into effect. But I think by the time the fall football season starts they should start having sports books in Louisiana. But it's crazy, right? Because, like, you go there, at least here in Texas, we go to Lake Charles in Louisiana all the time to gamble. And the last time I went there for, for work, because we have a, a deal, the Golden Nugget is a big sponsor of our, of our show. So, like, every couple months we have to go do a radio show and a TV show from there. And, like, I'm sitting there in the middle, I think it was November, and I'm trying to set my fantasy football lineup, and I can't do it on FanDuel because the location – so it was. It you could not play fantasy football there. You could not. None of the casinos have a sports book. It's ridiculous. I'm like, why are you picking and choosing what people can blow their money on? Let them. Let them do it on sports too. But now it's Louisiana. I get. Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. Enough said. No. But I. I'm waiting on Texas. Just Vegas and Louisiana. You know, there's other states around Texas that have casinos, but. Mainly Louisiana and Las Vegas, they don't want it to become legal in Texas because they don't want to lose that Texas money. I'm surprised you know? it hasn't really taken off in the state of Texas as of yet. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's today is going to be the first time I've ever legally bet on a sporting event. Oh, so wow. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a big day for me. And what, and what event was that? Uh, well, I just pulled into, uh, I'm in Mississippi now and, um, yeah, they have sports books here at the casino. So okay. I'm going to be here for a night and bet on tomorrow's NBA games. Hopefully okay. All right, cool. So I know you're at your destination. Take, uh, I'm going to put take you, the over um, on the Lakers. <laughs> what do you say? The over under on the, the Lakers? Over, take, take the over on the Lakers first half. Um, take the under on the second half because then it's going to slow down. First half point prop bet's probably going to be somewhere around 17 for LeBron. Take the over. Oh Tell he tweaks an ankle. A little something. But... Oh, don't do that. Hey, 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 hey. I'm hey, just hey, kidding. Hey, I'm not hey, I didn't say hey. I wish that on him. I didn't say that. <laughs> she she just, just knows. 
You can see him, you know, he yeah, tweaking we, a little tweak here, a little tweak there. We'll yeah, yeah. You knew what he was we might doing. See, we might see playoff LeBron this time around. I'm pretty sure we will. We're gonna see, of we're course. Gonna see vintage vintage I can't playoff wait. LeBron. 40 I can't and 12. Wait. 40 and 12. Just so I can see Josh Hayden on the timeline. Oh, yep. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully he does. I mean, Josh, Josh hates everything great in sports. I don't, I don't understand. Wait, 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 wait. You don't like you don't like you don't like you don't like Vic. He don't like mobile quarterbacks. He can't stand LeBron. He don't like black quarterbacks. Like, he don't he like is. black quarterbacks. No, no, no. Like you I just hate no, everything no. in sports, bro. Like no, you, y'all y'all assume that Justin and Cam are the only black quarterbacks in the NFL. Those are the only black quarterbacks you talk about. Let's just be honest here, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to me. I love Russ. I love um, Watson. I love um, um, uh, Jackson. No, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you be slandering. You be slandering. Yeah, you be lying. <laughs> I never slandered Jackson. Never. I slandered Jackson. It's okay, Josh. Why? We we can slander him together. No, I just like to poke fun of it. Look, I went to the University of Houston. Okay, and okay. one of the most favorable, greatest moments of my college football partying career was. Lamar Jackson, uh, I think I think Weaver was right number two, number three. It was Thursday night game on ESPN. University of Houston, smaller school, right? We don't get a lot of primetime games. And uh, that, we rocked his ass. Yeah. Rocked his ass. I think Ed Oliver sacked him 11 times alone. I think he got sacked like 13 times in that game. And yeah. it was fantastic. Because then he rolled up in here. That was the same year that we beat number three, Oklahoma, and like four of the ranked teams. But we didn't even play because like we lost to Navy. So, but anyways, it was fun. We stormed the field. Like, I jumped on that all his back. Like, it was fantastic. It was a great night. So, ever since then, I'm just like, yeah. Because they came rolling in there, like, acting like they were going to stop us, obviously. And it just didn't happen. So, maybe call, Josh calls him a glorified running back. And I know I'm not the only I mean, one. No, no, no. Please show me that. We said it about Tebow. Why not? Oh, well, that's true. Okay. That's, oh, 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 oh. That's true about Tebow. Okay. There's no... He don't belong. He came back to play a glorified running back position. <laughs> he doesn't need. He doesn't. I don't know why this man is on an NFL roster. Like seriously. Why well, do you think I, I that he can? We talked about that last week. Catch passes. Like, what do you think we're supposed to be a fullback or a running back? That's what he did. Always. My, my my thing is my thing is with this. He hasn't he hasn't played in the game in what six years, six seven yeah. years. He's yeah. thirty three years. He's thirty three years old. The only reason. The only reason he was signed was because of Urban Meyer. You mean to tell okay. me all this time, for years, teams has been trying to push him to play the tight end position. He's declined it. And now all of a sudden, now he wants to play the tight end when he's playing for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. It's it's a clown show. It, it is a straight circus show to me. And for anyone that wants to use an excuse as far as him trying to get ticket sales, as BS, you just hired Urban Meyer to be a first-time NFL head coach, and you just drafted Trevor Lawrence. What the hell is Tebow going to do as far as ticket sales go compared to that? True. Watch him weasel his way into, like, a team chaplain type of role, kind of like Jack Easterby, and then end up yeah, end just, up being the GM of the team, basically. <laughs> but, just make, just make, make him the chaplain now, then. Like, don't, don't give him a roster spot. <laughs> Like yeah, you, it's, it's all for show. It's a if joke. you want him for the locker room, make him a damn head coach. I mean, make him an assistant coach. Give him a T-shirt. Make him, like, the assistant strength and conditioning coach and call it a day. Like, you guys are giving away a roster spot. And I, I Jackson, Jags fans are not going to go to the game to watch Tim Tebow. He's probably not even going to be on the damn field if he makes the roster. I, I don't I don't get he that. He better not make a roster. He better not he make, a make a roster. No, it, that's bullshit. Bro, Everybody I could go out there right now and probably do better than Tim Tebow after six years of not playing. And he, don't. <laughs> don't. Don't make that a thing. Urban Meyer, there's a coach that will make it a thing. It's Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so I know – you're at your destination. So I want to get your quick thoughts about the draft and the new regime overall. 
Uh, I'm really stoked about the new regime. I mean, I don't know what to expect defensively as we've discussed, but um, from an offensive standpoint, I just, I mean, I, I know that this team doesn't have a Derrick Henry, and I know that their offense did a lot of what it did because he's on the field. Just having him on the field makes makes an impact, right? But no, I just think back. Look, I'm a big fan of like the West Coast offense. I loved Gabe Kubiak's offense here in Houston. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, right? 2016, great season. Um, Justin. I look. I don't know what to think yet, but I'm thinking it's going to be like West Coast style, maybe uh, uh, a zone blocking scheme, run heavy, maybe. I don't know. That's and, exactly what it's going to be. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm I'm great with that. And you know what? Who else is great with that? Quarterbacks. That is a quarterback friendly offense. I mean, God, yep. look what it did for Ryan Tannehill. Matt Ryan don't need no help. So just imagine. You know what? Like we can't blow 30-point leads anymore if we're scoring 50 points a game, you know? Right, you just right. think about it that way. So, uh, I'm excited. That's exactly what it's going to be as far as offense goes. That's great. Do we have the offensive linemen to do that? I hope so. Uh, I believe we do. So, the interesting, like thing about, the interesting thing about that is in Tennessee, he dealt with more of the big, beefy blockers. He doesn't have that in Atlanta now. So I think what that is going to – what you're going to see now is more of those outside zone runs. And I think pretty much the only difference between his offense and Shanahan's is you may see a few more deep shots. Um, but the play action is still going to be huge. The route con- – various route concepts are still going to be huge. Like I said, the outside zone concept, the running game is going to be is going to be part of it. So he doesn't need a Derrick Henry. I don't know why people kept doing that. Like, I don't he think that he needs him. one. I'm just saying yeah. a lot of the success that they had came – just having him on the field is a really big deal, you know, right. that right. opens up a lot. But the play action, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see Matt Ryan getting sacked all the time. I want to see bootleg, play action, zone blocking, maybe some two tight end sets. Oh, uh, plenty and, of that. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. That's you exciting what, to watch. You know, Rachel, he does have his Derrick Henry, but it's at a different position. It's, it's Kyle Pitts. That's Kyle his Pitts, Derrick Henry. The yeah, unicorn. Julio Jones, yeah. like and Julio. I help you, Julio. <laughs> he has two, yeah, he has two Derrick Henrys on his on this offense. They just play different positions. That's all that is. I'm down. I'm down with it. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's it's the best that I feel like we could ask, and it's just the the opposite of Dan Quinn. I don't. I'm just so. You know, I'm just at that phase, you know, like whenever you go through, you've been in a long relationship, like a toxic relationship with somebody who's like not motivated in life or something, then you just want the next workaholic that you meet. Like that's who you want to be with next. Like that, that's where I'm and, at with this. And, every, this and everything that they do is better than that ex. And literally yes. everything that they do at is At least better for a minute. At least for a minute. And then you're like, oh, it starts to go bad again. You're like, man, did I really have to break up with him? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to miss Dan Quinn. I don't even know how the hell he got a defensive coordinator. I do not understand how he got a defensive coordinator Jerry job Jones. that quickly. I don't get it. I don't Jerry, get it. No, be crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if he if they were like a top like 15 defense randomly. Don't say that. I wouldn't don't be surprised. Say that. Because that's, that's how stuff works. Because that's how stuff breaks for Atlanta. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You you, oh. you fire him. They have the worst defense of all time. And he goes somewhere else with random new pieces, and they end up being like average to good. All I know is I want to see I want to see a forty burger against the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, man. He, I, I want to see like four hundred yards, four touchdowns. They better do forty. Yeah, man, score, they I, don't I, have no linebacker. They don't have they have like one good linebacker too. I, I need to see I need to see all the slants across the middle. If, I need to see. I need to see Kyle Pitts have a hundred yards. I want to wherever he's gonna kneel at. Throw really over there and just throw half on. If if the Falcons score thirty eight, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. I'll be honest with you. I need forty on. Shot forty. No onside kicks, please. None. None <laughs> of that. None of that. Nah, please, let let them do those. Please. Oh, no more. Like for the rest. I don't rest understand of my life. how. A team that can convert onside kicks so well couldn't defend one. Like I'm. I don't just... want to. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we won't. We won't go there. We won't go there. It. Today's a good day. I think. Nah, yeah, N- nobody knows how that happened. Well, at least we don't. We just I almost cried. 
I laughed. I fat. I fat. I think I was at work and I watched it happen because it was a delay and I saw my timeline going crazy about it. And then I looked at the TV and then I just saw it happen. I just instantly just laughed. Like I wasn't even mad or anything. I was just laughing. Man, I was I was in disbelief. I was the, like, the to me the season was over at that point. Yeah. Even though it was, I was the just, second game, I was in tears. The season was over at that point. No, I, I, I can believe. I'm like I'm like oh no, nah, the ref they gonna sort it out. We about to get the ball. We about to kneel at the clock and, and leave. Nope. Now like no, they're pointing to to Dallas. I'm like oh my god. The yeah, the season was over at that point because I don't, I can't see a team mentally getting over that and recovering from that and still be able to win. It. Yeah, that at that point of the year, I was like, yeah, it's a done deal. They're not making the playoffs. It was so um, early. It was so it was, early, and you were already two. done. It was week two because again, this is a team that collapsed in the Super Bowl and still couldn't deal with it the next offseason. So I already, yeah. I just, I just already knew, and it's they're still kind of fighting those ghosts from the Super Bowl. And I just already knew, like, the way that they lost to Dallas, there's no way this team is going to bounce back the next week and beat Chicago, which, of course, that was another collapse. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Yeah, that's the wor- that was the worst. Nick Foles, like, come on. That, that one murdered me. I still have to get a tattoo because I lost a bet. The bet mm-hmm. is... I either I have no I have until November to, to do it, and I'm really struggling with this one. I either have to get Ludacris's face tattooed on me from the Word of Mouth album, or sorry, Word of Mouth Word of Mouth album. That's a very or, underrated album, by the way. It's a great album, yeah. but I you know the cover art of the album. You know, mm-hmm. it's got like a pair yeah, of yeah, yeah. small with the, yeah. With the wide mouth, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So I have to get that tattooed on me, um, or I have to get twenty-eight to three tattooed on me. Oh, ludicrous! Luda, Luda, yeah, Luda. Luda. You know, only Falcons fans say that. Everybody else is like, get twenty-eight to three. It'll be easier to cut. Co- oh, I can only get it covered up whenever the Falcons win a win a Super Bowl. That's no, the deal. Get, get Luda. Yeah, Luda. just go ahead. That's, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, also, right there, right there on yeah. the shoulder. Yeah. Everybody else thinks that's crazy, though. They're they're like no get twenty eight to three it's easier to cover nope. up I'm like no you don't understand no. that happened yeah. right here in Houston in Hell front of no. my face Hell I no. cried nope. no me too they I have. picked work off yeah Luda, I Luda all the way all the way yeah I mean then you're gonna be fucking awesome like going around with that like oh you're a Luda fan Hell yeah like yep I, I love <laughs> that album that's my favorite Luda album yep yep good times good times that is it. So thank you so much for joining us in your, thank you for having your me. ride, um, travels, all that good stuff. Really appreciate you coming on. You'll have to come back on here again. All yeah. of her information is in the description box below. Y'all make sure y'all go check it out. And hopefully you can get to Atlanta soon because I hate these motherfuckers on this radio in Atlanta. I hate them. Yeah, I'm going to come up there. I'm going to come up there this season and watch the game. I'm also going to try to go to London. If I can. Mm. Anybody going to London? Anybody? I wish. I wasn't planning on it, but that's so mm-hmm. much work. Just to watch the Falcons for me is like no. Even though I do yeah, have my best work, but no, I'm going. I'm, going. I'm waiting on just my just to watch the Falcons so. do some dumb shit. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah coach, oh. man. Come on, Jalen. Still, I mean, man, I, mean I feel like oh, okay. I feel like, what is, I feel what like is having a new to. coach ever done for them doing dumb shit? I feel like they have to, like. They have to have a historical collapse internationally. Like you gotta right. do it. They've it already done happen. it. They already did yeah. it. Well, it was they already historical. did it in London. You, you it have to happen again. Detroit. You gotta, yeah, J- yeah, Jay was yeah, right. They, they, gotta, they gotta do it again. Yeah. It has, it has to happen. Yeah, they, <laughs> you know, it's 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 time again. You know wow. what I'm saying? That defines. I don't like y'all's attitude. I don't like your attitude. I need right. some optimism. It's a new GM. It's a new coach. It's right. a new regime. We got a unicorn on offense named Dan, Kyle Pitts. Dan Quinn did this. Dan Quinn did this to us. Okay? I know. It's PTSD yeah. for sure. Yeah. We're, all, we're traumatized. That's, That's it. Exactly. We're traumatized, man. We're traumatized. You are here calling us out all night over here. <laughs> <laughs> but we really appreciate you. Uh, anyone have any shout outs? Rachel, do you have any? Shall we do shout outs at the end? Any shout outs you want to give to anyone? Shout outs? Um, Man, that caught me off guard. Uh, shout out Matt Ryan. Happy belated birthday, Matt Ryan. And uh, My quarterback. That's my quarterback. <laughs> that's my quarterback. No, yeah. Uh, shout out to you guys. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. And I'm going to put you on to uh, uh, Johnny VTV. 
he does betting all the time. So okay. I told him about you. So I'm going to get y'all connected uh, to do a show. If that's cool with you. Absolutely. All right. Hook it up. Hook it up, girl. Yeah, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll Eric, you follow. got any shout outs? Uh, not really. <laughs> okay, oh, bye. Know, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Eric, what is your shout out? Man, you know what? I want to give a shout out to Jake. I want to give a shout out to J. Cole, man. Shout out to my guy, J. Cole. We could have skipped him. John, what's no, your shout no, out? No, no, no. Right, you asked me for my shout out. You go get this shout out, girl. All right? <laughs> Josh, what's your shout out? <laughs> you, better, you better not go, Josh. You better, you better not go. Are you doing? You better, you better not go. I got some pictures. I got some pictures in my phone. You better not go. <laughs> Josh wants to give a shout out to the Braves. I'm not gonna shout out the brand. That's not my team. I let Josh. Now that video he posted the other day, it's stuck in my head still. Which one? Those girls that were wasn't that you, Josh? You posted it. The girls oh, in the brain yeah, yeah, and you said this is why they suck so bad. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're going another lead tonight. Oh, oh my goodness! Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to uh, steal your. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. You're fine. I it's forgot fine. about that. It's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Shout out to J. Cole. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'll you shout outs. Um, shout out to Rachel. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, everybody, who, who tuned in tonight also. Um, and shout out to my my son, uh, Case. I had to put him to, to bed. That's why it's kind of late coming in tonight. I had to rock him to sleep. So. <laughs> shout out to <abuse. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> That's how you feel? Oh, that wasn't me, though. That wasn't me. I watched Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jalen, you got any shout outs? Uh, shout out to Eric and Rachel for coming on. This is the first time I've actually been able to get on with Eric. So finally, across another person off on the list. <laughs> and Rachel, it was, it was a pleasure having y'all. Definitely slide you a follow, or whatever. I don't follow that many people. Anymore, people. Be, oh, he really oh, oh, so people special. Be, Thank you. People be blowing up my timeline with dumb shit, and I don't. I, everybody's not worth my time. I think. <laughs> yes, thin patience. And then, and then and yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. And then on top of that, you know, I got to do the usual shout out to Aaron because I do that on every show. <laughs> so yes, shout out to Aaron and everybody and everybody that uh this showed up tonight. And shout out to Padre for finally getting my name right and Marcus for whatever the hell Marcus does. Yes. Um, apparently, YouTube has taken a street, a dump. Like, YouTube crashed. So people are like, are y'all still streaming? Yes, we are. Sorry about YouTube. We can't <laughs> control that. But we really appreciate y'all coming in. Uh, shout out to Rachel for coming, of course. Eric, Josh, Jalen for always being here, Breeze can suck it. I'm gonna cuss him out. And shout out to Marcus Sniffles, who's mad at me because I spent the night over someone's house this weekend. Y'all oh. are in my business. What? So he's been hating on me all weekend because of that. But you want to tell us who? Yeah. No, we don't need to know. I mean, I'll tell it off this. Show like yeah, I ain't good. about to be all, right, all the wrap business in here. <laughs> so on that note, follow her, follow all her <laughs> shit, and send prayers, universe, hums, whatever the fuck you do to get her to Atlanta so she can be here and get these yes. stupid sportscasters out of here. Okay, we appreciate <laughs> y'all for tuning in. We out. Hmm.